Now, I know you said not to get too invested in, like, cool new household gadgets, but that's so cool. I like a new household gadget. Okay, what did you, what did you get? Well, you know how sometimes we have people here uh, trying to sell us the Tories, for example? Oh, yeah. And sometimes the landlord comes around? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've got rid of an unwanted guest disposal. And a what? An unwanted guest disposal. Okay. And also another pet. Um, what? Oh, I got this gelatinous cube. Ah. Uh-huh. You just feed them a Tory or, or a landlord or, you know, someone selling a timeshare. Just slip them right in there. And it purrs. It's so cute. It does purr, but it is very slow to digest. I am looking at half of a landlord right now. Yeah, but, you know, it's just the top half. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women, that's us, we're, we're married maridy types. Maridy types. Maridy types. Types of marriage. Talk about, talk about the media we've consumed in the week and have a bit of a silly catch up. We just do, we do, um, we, no, we no, do, tasty we media. Do, we do laughs and, and voices and media stuff. Wait, those voices are us? Well, I, I mean, assumed we had guests. I mean, maybe we have guests. Who knows? Maybe we don't have guests. No. What have you played this week? Well, I played. Well, <laughs> I I think we should talk about what you've played because you have just a mountain of things to talk about. I'm gonna try and rattle through these real quick because I'm real sleepy today. Um, <laughs> but you played some of these as well. Uh, I spent a good chunk of this week playing with the uh, the PS VR two. You do, which you is do. the the VR headset for the PS five. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, we don't have eye tracking here. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to look around the room and find that bits of the room are going a bit blurrier where you're not looking. <laughs> yeah. So this is a VR headset. It's uh, It connects to the PS5 with just a USB-C cable. It's like 15 feet long. It plugs into the front of the console. And it, it's got two lenses, which together add up to about 4K um, between your two eyes. And you can sort of move them to get closer together or further apart. Uh, it doesn't have the thing that the old PlayStation VR did, where it has, like, a camera on top of the TV that's looking at lights on the PSVR. Mm-hmm, it's gone the Quest style. Yeah, the the headset has a bunch of cameras built into it uh, that track where you're looking in the room and where your controllers are, so you can, like, do a 360-degree turn and not lose tracking when you're facing away from the TV. Um, the motion control controllers on it have like weird sort of rings around them you got to put your hands through to hold but which secretly contain ir uh, yeah a bunch of little ir lights that the cameras are seeing to track them uh it it, the headset sort of maps the room out to sort of work out where things are and it's quite a thing looking around like through the cameras yes it goes to this sort of weird polygon mesh watching a polygonal mesh get sort of drawn around your room where it's like okay the ceilings there are like mapping the contours of the sofa you have to work out yep. like the <laughs> where there is space. Getting confused by a tablecloth. Yes, getting mildly confused. And then by a randomly deciding there was a hole in the floor. Yes, we moved the table and it didn't know what to do after that. It's like yeah, but there was no there was no space here. You've changed the room layout. I yep. don't know what to now do. Now there's a hole in the floor. <laughs> I guess. Uh yeah, I've been playing a bunch of games with this thing. Yeah. Um, before getting into like the specific games. A couple of tech things that are different from the previous PlayStation VR. 
higher resolution screen. It's much easier to, for example, read text in this than it mm-hmm. was in the original PSVR. Yep. Um, uh, there is rumble in the headset, which it's I quite, I quite like, but it's occasionally, a, like, at first, it's a little, ooh, I'm not used to this. Yes, res particularly uh, bad for that one. Yeah, the, the first couple of times it happens, you, you're just like, oh, oh what was that? <laughs> it's a little caught yep. off guard. Um, the headset does something, uh, the, the fancy buzzword you'll hear a lot around this headset, foveated rendering. Mm, that's um, not quite veated, it's just foveated. Foveated. Yeah, so when you're in the headset, the deal here is, let's say I look at something in the top left of my vision. That that bit I'm looking at, the headset can, can do eye tracking, it, uh, it knows where I'm looking, mm-hmm. and it'll make that bit of the screen as high resolution as possible. Yep. And anything that's in my periphery that I'm not directly looking at, it'll make less high resolution. So that it can sort of really focus on making the thing you're looking at look as good as possible, and keeping the frame rate nice and high. And in practice, I think it works really well. Um, when you're in the headset, did not notice it happening in the slightest. To be honest, when you were in the headset, I didn't notice it happening either. I, it's one of those things, I can notice it in footage, uh, watching back some of the gameplay I captured for AA this week. Right. Uh, very specifically, like, if I talk, if I, like, there were times where I was, I was like, capturing footage going, okay, so I'm looking up at the top left, now I'm looking at the bottom right, and if you're looking out for it, you can go, yeah, I see it happening. In practice, it's a really smart use of, like, horsepower to not, you know, make stuff high-res that you're not looking at. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, as sort of mentioned, was eye-tracking, which I'll get... Uh, I might start with the eye-tracking game, because the eye-tracking tech in this is easily the most exciting bit of tech in this, to me. It's pretty good. Um, so I'll, I'll get to, like, the first-party exciting launch title in a minute, but let's talk about um, Res Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Res Infinite is a game about uh, shooting a bunch of projectiles while you are a wireframe person flying through cyberspace. You are the lawnmower man. Yeah, you are a low-poly person flying through cyberspace trying to, I think, turn off an AI that refuses to be switched off or something. Um, Shoot spaceships in in, in cyberspace. Yeah. Um, But one of the control methods for this in PSVR 2... Uh, it's not the default, you have to go into settings and find it, is to target which things to shoot by using eye tracking. Um, and it's not possible to play this with just eye tracking. You've got to do a little bit of head movement and uh, uh, one button press. Yep. But you can do a remarkable amount of this game with just sitting still, not moving your head, eye tracking. Yep. I mean, um, you, you told me that that was a thing with Rez. And I spent most of the first level trying to keep my head as solid still as possible, just flicking my eyes about. And impressively, right up until the boss, pretty much, I didn't have to move my head at all. Yeah. Except when I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to peer around and and have a bit of a look. Yeah. You don't have the ability to target your entire field of view perfectly with eye tracking. Yeah, there there are some sort of edge bits where it starts to go down. I'd say like 80% or so of your width field of view you can eye track within, and there's like maybe 10% on the left and right that is a little too far. Uh, But beyond that, you just hold down X to be in like, I would like to start targeting things. You flick your eyes over things to target them, and you see the lock on appear, and then you let go to fire your bullets. And Mm -hmm. it is... It is pretty magical playing that game that way. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I played through, I think, like, the first three worlds on stream today, and I am kind of blown away by how much more control I feel like I have targeting yeah. with gaze tracking. 
Yeah, because obviously, as humans, we're sort of kind of kind of wired for the thing is moving. Yeah, be aware of it. As as someone that's very bad at making my my hands and my th- and like my fingers and thumbs in particular, yeah. there is definite lag. Yeah, I have hand lag. Yeah, I have hand lag, and I have lack of like precision and accuracy with mm-hmm. my hands, particularly for like small movements. Oh yeah, my eyes are like yeah no that 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 go. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more of this in more video games. I really like this as a tech. I would love to play some like first person shooters and stuff with like eye tracking just like ah there you go shoot 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 ba ba um yeah it's it's the thing of the launch lineup that felt the most like this is the future I am excited um other games to try and rattle through nice and quickly what the bat this is Bat-hands. yeah this is from the people that made what the golf which is a silly game about doing a bunch of game mechanics kind of loosely themed around golf here. You're a little girl with bats for hands. Yeah. Solve problems while having bats for hands. While uh, an elephant watches you. Yeah, an elephant who may or may not be your imaginary friend, question mark. Uh, he appears in the mirror, but not... Uh, see, there are scenes where he appears in the mirror, but not when you look behind you to where he actually is, so I don't know if he's real or not. Um, but, yeah, solve a bunch of everyday problems with bats for hands. Uh, squeeze some toothpaste onto your bat and use it to brush your teeth. Try and pick up a piece of toast and put it in the toaster. Fling meat at a dog. Fling meat at a dog. Do graffiti on the wall of a building. Paint do... a moustache and glasses on the Mona Lisa. Do do art heist crimes. Yes. Uh, serve... Stop naughty ducks from taking pictures. <laughs> and taking pictures. Uh, serve serve um, hot chocolate to cats yeah. at a little cafe. All with the bats for hands that make bats it quite difficult to do these things. I don't you know, can't. I think you've done very well. You even managed to put toast in a, bread in a toaster. I just about managed to put bread in a toaster. Yeah. Um, it is very silly. It's kind of it's kind of wholesome. It is it is a silly little collection of nonsense to do. Um, and I think that the theming works very well. It it. Someone, when I was streaming it today, someone mentioned it reminded them of Octodad, and I think there's something to that of person... Here are deliberately difficult controls. Yeah, here are deliberately difficult controls. Be... Go about everyday life, but everyone's very... Like, you're a very endearing person getting getting by. Yeah. Um, I like that game a lot. Um, the big launch title is Horizon Call of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's set in the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, you... Do a bunch of climbing. You have a bow and arrow to shoot at, at robots with. I- explore. Do a lot of climb. There's a lot of climbing in there. There's a lot of climbing there in this game. There is a lot game. of climbing. Oh, you didn't even. You don't even know. There's so much climbing in this I game. I mean, I played for like five, ten minutes, and yeah. I spent most of most of that climbing. Yeah, there's a lot of climbing, and also breaking stuff. It's it's a very it's a very visually impressive game. It's a beautiful world to yeah. exist within. Um. Having played like I'm gonna say like I'm like three hours into the, the the story mode, and I think that it is a gorgeous game and a lot of its mechanics work really well. Um, I really would be okay if this game were shorter and had less climbing. Yes, like if this game had less climbing and more combat and was shorter, I think it would be a must must play for the hardware. As it is. I think that it is the game to play if you want like a technical showpiece of what like games in this can look like. It is a game to go into like don't expect this to be first and foremost a horizon. 
It is a climbing game with some occasional combat. I quite like the shooting. I would love a, just a like a, yeah. like a shooting thing with that right. with the bow and arrow. I'd I'd love a shooting gallery mode. Like give, give me like um an arena you drop me in and you they just keep like pulling up a, a gate yeah, like and a, letting more creatures in for yeah, me like to a fight. Mode. Yeah, I'd totally play like an arena based horde mode of just yeah. Cool, cool bow and arrow combat. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I enjoyed that bit aspect of it. It's very pretty, especially that title screen. It's nice to just oh, look yeah. around on. Um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful looking world. It's beautifully saturated colors and yeah, it's it's lush to look around. But um, I had a couple of problems. First one, I I attempted the um, moving on the analog, uh, turning on the analog stick rather than yeah. using the flick steer. You you. Yeah, you turned off the like f- um flick to turn. Yes, because I find it really jarring. That's fair. I tend to, f- I can't speak for anyone else. I tend to find flick like uh, turning angular increments a lot less prone to causing motion sickness than than uh, smooth turning. Yeah. Despite the like, yeah, you get used to the jarringness, but yeah, I mean, I guess. But I just wanted to see what yeah. it was like because I think most of the games I've tried so far have been you can turn your head, but if you want to. Like turn to move, you have to do flick turning. Yeah. And I was like, I want to give that a try because you'd also talked about the fact that this has walking on the analog stick. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's try the whole thing. Um, I like the whole thing where it does; it gives you sort of tunnel vision. Yeah. To try and lessen the uh, motion sickness. Yeah. The main thing I had a problem with was the the fact that the turning is so slow, and I guess again that is a thing to stop you getting motion sick. Yeah. But when you're climbing around something, like yeah. there's uh, there's a bit quite early on where you're climbing up the side of a house, and then yes. you have to climb around round the back of the house, and that's like two ninety degree turns, and you end up with your hands sort of in front of you, your head clipped most of the way into a wall, and it, it's like if you want to actually like reorient yourself twice in the space of less than a minute to yes. get around that thing. Especially if you're climbing quickly, which you can do very easily. Yeah. Um, it just seems to take forever to try and turn. Yeah. It's like, the, oh, God. And again, this is something that if you use the, like, um, angular... Yeah. Uh, sw- uh, the angular mode, it's what? Like, maybe three or four, like, quick flicks and you've done a 90 degree yeah. turn. Like it's, Possibly even less than that. Yeah, it's... It definitely, I I would recommend going with that mode, but it it was interesting seeing the differences. I didn't realize how slow that was going to be until I watched you playing yeah. it. But um, it is definitely a game that requires uh, two handed play. Yes. Um, I tried like... to carry a stick with me for a while. Yeah. I was not allowed to carry that stick with me. Yeah. Because I reached a point where like I need both hands to climb across this thing. Indeed. Um. Yeah. That's that. Uh, Townsman VR. I booted that game up and couldn't work out how to get the opening menu. You flew over the menu a few times. Yeah, uh, it which, kept it, and then just it kept couldn't seem to get and it. going, and I couldn't work out. What I was tried happening. to point you towards it, and it just wasn't happening. No, I tried again today and could not work it out. Oh. I was so confused how to get into that game. Maybe um, I'll have a go at some point. Yeah, I played a bit of City Skylines, which is you did also um, a city building. There's also a city building. I played a bit more of that today. Um. Yeah. It is surprising how high quality uh, the models are for if you want to like zoom down to city level mm-hmm. and just be at person height in city level wandering mm-hmm. around the place you've made. It's city skylines, but in VR, and that's not a bad thing. 
but Putting like the God back in God games. Yeah. Do, do you know City Skylines and have an opinion on it that is either positive or negative? You will probably feel exactly how you expect about that in VR. <laughs> um, Thumper. Yes. This is a music rhythm game about being a metallic beetle on a Hot Wheels track. Yes. Um, pressing the button to hit hit uh, things on the track and to like turn corners dramatically. I'm pretty and... sure I've played the original version of this. Yeah, it was a game like not in VR uh, yeah, years ago. A decade or more ago. Uh, yeah. I really like this game. It is a dramatic and like t- tense music rhythm game. It's It's got more of a sort of ominous spooky atmosphere than a lot of music rhythm stuff tends to um it plays really nice in vr that that game looks gorgeous in in the headset give give me eye tracking for that because my reflexes are shite and i (laughs) really struggled i'll be honest even when i was counting the beat (laughs) yes i got better with it the more of it i played i'll say that much for it uh tetris effect connected um it's it's you know Tetris Effect. It's it's Tetris Effect. Play Tetris, but there's cool, pretty lights and music happening. And multiplayer. And multiplayer now. now. Um, it's nice playing that in a good quality headset. Every time little flecks of dust were like floating near me, I kept like trying to blink to <laughs> because my instinct was like, oh no, don't let the dust get in my eye. I was yeah. like, no, it's fine. It's 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 just pretend. Yeah. Um. The headset rumble when you go into like slow mo time to rotate the blocks. Ooh. It's just a sort of vroom. Uh, it's it's Tetris Effect. It's one of the best VR games out there. I like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Continues to be good. Uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I played a fair bit of this today. Uh, you played some of this? Yeah, it made me really sick. Uh, I played it using the teleport around rather than analog I teleported stick. around. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I played it without the teleport around for about two minutes and was like, I feel really sick. Yeah. I turned on the teleport and I felt sick but it took about five minutes longer yeah i mean maybe part of that is you you had the motion sick was going and i know i'm that way sometimes with vr is like i'll, I'll like change the controls and be like nah, the, the 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 motion sick is still there from the past i i enjoyed looking at some of the objects close up yeah i enjoyed the fact that occasionally you can do things like peer under something and look up yeah. behind it the fact that you can look down the barrel of a gun and yeah. see the rifling inside it. I wish that this Star Wars game was better at explaining its own mechanics in yes, its tutorial. Same. Uh, there, there are multiple times where it just doesn't explain how to do a thing. Yep. I wish I'd uh, played it standing up as well because we played yeah. it seated. I, I was really struggling with... Um, it, it wanted me to start scanning crates near the start. Yes. And I was like, it's probably one of the buttons on this thing on my wrist. It is. And I was trying to press them and couldn't get them to work. So I was like, okay, I guess it's not that. And was looking on my body and I was like, is it these things on my belt? No, it was that thing on my wrist. Just the first few times I tried to press the buttons, it didn't do anything, um, which was unhelpful. Yes, um, I managed to work that bit out myself. The thing I struggled with was quite early on, there's a thing with a... a, um, a, the, wire? a, a the wire? I couldn't yeah. work out where to plug it. Yeah, it's it's tutorial doesn't do it any favors. No, but the shooting and it's really good. Like it, the guns are really feel really cool to fire, yeah, and they look quite satisfying. Look and sound very good. Yeah. Um, I I'm not a big fan in VR games generally of your inventory is physically on your body. 
This yes. game in particular, it's really hard to set it up right so that you can actually see and reach all the things you need to and interact with them. Yeah, because I was like, there's there's one and one of the options in setup is look down at your body and sort of set it in the right position. So I set it yeah. in what seemed like the right position for my body. Yeah, that felt like. But you're... I still struggled to reach most of the things on my belt, yeah. and part of that was obviously I was sitting down. Yeah, and for, I... I I hadn't realised that things were going to be I was going to be trying to grab things that were slightly below the couch yeah, cushion. I had the same problem. It's it because. It, it, the torso length doesn't match my torso length. So when I right. did seated mode, I couldn't... I, I put it as high as I could, but I couldn't put it any higher because then I'd see, like, shoulders reaching my chin. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's wrong. But even then, in seated mode, my, the things on my waist, like on my belt, were too high, uh, were too low down and I couldn't reach them because they were inside my legs. Right. The torso length of the character was too long for me to play seated comfortably. Right, okay. I, I ended up... Turning off the body entirely, so I was it was just a floating um, pair of belts. Right. And moving it deliberately forward away from my body somewhat, and up somewhat, so I could just reach a floating belt that, like, didn't touch my body. Yeah. And that well, was The other thing is, there's another one of those VR games where you're just punching yourself in the tits if you have them. Right. I was talking about this while streaming it. It's It's got the Resident Evil 4 VR thing, where it's like, we didn't account for tits. Nope. Go get this item that's inside your tits. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, those things aside, there is stuff in there I enjoyed, but like it doesn't make a strong first impression. It takes a while to, to, to get showing what it it does well. Um, moths one and two. Little uh, mouse. Yeah, little mouse. Uh, you. It's a bunch of little diorama style levels. Um, you, you're a sort of floating person. There's this tiny little mouse with a sword that finds a magic piece of glass and now it can see you, the human, watching over the world. Ah. And it, 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 it does American Sign Language and, and you can wave it and it waves back. Yeah. And you do little platforming and exploring and combat with a tiny sword. And yeah. you're in a is an adorable mouse. Yeah. Um Moss Moss and its sequel are absolutely goddamn beautiful video games. And it's nice to be able to play them on a headset that is high resolution enough that I can actually see the tiny little mouse ASL. Yay. I can see the tiny little hand movements. Nice. Rather than just sort of a blur that's kind of like, maybe that's sign language. <laughs> tough to tell. Um, had intention, I can't really see them. Yeah. Uh, Kayak VR Mirage. Yeah, that looked great. Yeah. Didn't it, have a try on that myself. But yeah. No. Uh, it is a kayaking game. You have, like, five environments to kayak in. You can kayak in the day or night. I had to teach you how to kayak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I knew... I've known how to kayak in the past, but also I was, like, four days into VR gaming and my brain wasn't remembering <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, you can kayak in, like, five locations, in the day or the night or occasionally in a storm. Don't do the storm one if you are prone to motion sickness. Having the waves, like, bounce up and down, like, bobbing you up and down, but you don't feel it happening really disorienting very fast uh you can also race against other people um do do kayaking races i did much better today when i did the kayak race again yeah, yeah, yeah. on stream oh one thing i wanted to ask you so when you were playing uh when when we were down on sunday you were holding the uh controllers 
as you would normally hold the controllers. Yeah. Is it possible to hold them sideways so it, it actually feels like you're holding yes, a pole? Yes, I did okay. that today. Today I was holding them sideways more. Cool. Uh, yeah. So... That is, I I think you'd enjoy th- I think you'd enjoy kayak VR. Yeah, I, I, I I I'll, I'll bring the PlayStation back down now. I'm done with streaming, Yay. but like yeah, I think you'd I think you'd have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very limited number of like stages, and they're largely just have a swim around looking at the pretty stuff or race people around the pretty stuff. But if you're okay with that being penguins. what it is, and penguins. penguins, yeah. Weirdly, couldn't see the uh, the darkness. Yeah, the nighttime mode looked great in the headset. Uh, you couldn't see a fucking thing that was happening when it was on the TV. Okay, I, like occasionally I'd see points of light. Yeah, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's the aurora borealis," and I'd be like, "Aurora borealis." I I don't know whether it was something to do with like HDR being in the headset but not displaying on the TV, right, or something. Maybe. But it, yes, it was very strange how nothing you could see. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection. Uh, great art style. I did have to tweet the developers about a potential photosensitivity issue oh, yeah. in the opening screen. You were getting some flashing on that. Uh, getting some rapid on and off uh, white on black flashing in one eye during the opening. Which wasn't one. showing on the screen. No. Uh, it's got an interesting um, cel shaded art style. Right. Both times I've tried to play it, it has made me feel motion sick real fast, like way faster than any other game on the headset. Hmm. Um. People were watching me stream the PSVR games. That game made people feel ill watching it. It's wow. the only one I streamed where people were like, yeah, no, I'm getting a migraine watching you play this. Wow. Like, I don't know what it is about that game. Something about it just, like, is setting people's motion sickness and, like, symptoms off. fascinating. Yeah, I don't know what that game is doing, but it's doing something that's hurting people's brains um so that's my review of that one um i got two more codes for games today one of them i haven't tried but i'll mention it by name it's called atelier breaker it is a game about fighting with swords i haven't tried it yet i'm sorry i've just thought about how cool it would be to play hardspace ship breaker in vr right oh um sorry i got distracted by that for a second (laughs) Um, the other one I did play was uh, today. There was finally an update for playing Gran Turismo Seven in Ooh. VR. Uh, the 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 racing game with the very fancy cars. That's a very realistic racing sim. Um, I expected that to be a motion sickness factory, being first person in a car going very fast around corners. Played three races back to back. Not a single single hint that I was of motion sickness. Huh. I, I wonder would... if that's just. Something about sitting down and driving a vehicle? Because I've found yeah. a few games where it's like you're obviously in something driving. Yeah. I've been quite, you know, for the most part, quite all right to do. Yeah. I, I don't know how much of it is, this is a setting I am used to being in where the world is moving around me and I can see that happening, but I'm not walking. Yeah. And my brain has gotten used to that is how this works. Uh it's an interesting implementation of VR in this one, in that I was trying to work out how to get to the VR mode in it, because uh, like it booted up like a game that doesn't have a VR mode, where just like it's showing up on a big 2D screen in front of me. But the way it works is, when you're navigating menus and stuff, it's just a big TV screen in front of you, but then when you start a race, it'll just put you in the car. Um, as someone that doesn't usually like the inside-the-car view for racing games... I really liked it here. It worked really well. Um, nice. 
there is something about being able to just flick your eyes to the side and check the wing mirrors and oh, off you go. Nice. Yeah, I had a really good sense of speed. It was very satisfying to play. Although it was very weird. Like, if you look down at your body too much in it, like, really, like, crane your neck down, it does look like the body of the character is a little bit... Not... Not... It looks deflated. Okay. It it looks like it is an empty person sack oh. a little bit. And, like, there's just skin but not much filling. Uh, it, it's a weird one. Like, it, it clearly wasn't designed for you to spend time looking down at the outfit that you're in. I mean, in any... maybe I wouldn't know, and it's just the body of a much thinner person. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks like you took the filling out. It looks, it's weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, Grand Tourist by 7 plays great in VR. Uh, that is basically all the VR games that I I played uh, to, by today, which is the day before the headset comes out, I think. I think it comes out tomorrow, but today was when the live stream had, uh, uh, deadline lifted. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of VR. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts having played around with it? That's all right. I'd like to try some more of it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that Star Wars game really finished me off. But yeah, I was in, in, enjoying it up to yeah. then. I, I played four and a half hours of VR today and didn't feel motion sick until the very last game, which was Jurassic Park. Um, that was pretty good going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the only other thing to say about it is, I mean, it's 500 quid. It's, it's, it's more expensive than a PlayStation 5 is a headset for well, the PlayStation it's probably, 5. Probably more expensive than the RRP for a ps5 yeah who actually got to pay for that uh, yeah and like that is because pro- the only thing i'll say is the original playstation vr made a lot of sense because it was very clearly aimed at like budget entry point to vr that would be um affordable at a time when most people it was prohibitively expensive to have a pc that was strong enough to run vr yeah there weren't options like the oculus quest that could be run standalone it released fairly late into the PS4's life when uh, like most people who wanted to own one already had one and had done for a few years so they could sort of divorce the price of that from the headset. Mm-hmm. And at like 350 quid, I think, it's like, it was expensive, but it was in that realm of like, it's still much cheaper than any other competitor for getting into VR. PSVR 2 is much more... Uh, it, it's not the affordable entry point option mm. because the Quest and the Quest 2 don't require an expensive piece of hardware to make the games run and the headset's like less than less than the price of this headset. Those are the affordable entry point options, mm-hmm. but they also have like access to all the games that you might have heard of people playing on VR and gone, yeah, that's the one I want VR for. Yeah. This is... More expensive, and it does have much nicer features and uh, nicer quality. It doesn't have Beat Saber. It, yeah, it's it's got a lot of weird additions at launch. Like, Beat Saber is one of those things that you look at and go... A lot of people look at Beat Saber and go, that's VR games. Yeah. And not having that at launch is a blow. The launch lineup is small enough that I could talk about it all in one kind of quick go here. I did... A bunch of little micro reviews in under eight uh, under eight minutes to review the whole launch lineup on YouTube yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not the option for like the people who want the top end of the top end VR. You know, those are still the sort of PC like a thousand plus dollar options. This fills a very mid middle of the road point. It mm-hmm. is 
it feels like this is the I want a high quality um like a, a premium experience that I can rely on the quality of performance of titles but I don't want to spend a thousand for the headset itself plus however much for a high-end PC I want something in between an Oculus Quest and a Vive Pro yeah and this is trying to fill that middle point and that is what this is Anyway, what do you play this week? Me? Not a lot. Uh, well, I did briefly have an issue whereby Supremacy Software took over my entire Twitch channel on Thursday, the day we launched Two Hunts the Whale. Oh yes, that did indeed happen. Yes, and uh, and, and Chad was playing uh, Game Dev Tycoon just to show you how uh, exploiting <laughs> workers is really done. Uh, we played a board game. Yeah. We, well, we played a party game. We played Spy Fest. Yes, we did. Yes, uh, so this is a sort of guess which character you are type yeah. game, a bit like the Rizzler game, or but, Incognito if you've ever had a, yeah. a physical copy of that game. Yeah, so you split into two teams who each have like a list of, either a list of fictional people or a bunch of people from his real people from history. Yep. And a list of items. Yeah. Key items. And you are, you're split into teams and one of you is like, Cool, I know which, let's say, historical figure I am. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to clue my team in on who I am, but not the other team. Yes. And you have a tool to help your team work it out, but not the other team, which is like, here is an item. Uh, you can sort of make references to the item that your team will know, and the other team won't know, but the other team has the advantage of getting to guess who you are first. Yes. Um... It is interesting. It is quite interesting. Um, the, the talking from like a first person style was was an interesting challenge, especially since I only knew some of the characters. Luckily, I got my Colangelo and I had a, I had, I had some pretty good ones for that because my key item was the cosmetics bag. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was like, yeah, mate, uh, I would make creative use of the key item, and I wouldn't wouldn't have a problem with the bronzer. So, uh, yeah, because Da Vinci was also on the list. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, an interesting party game. As we got further down the the board, you have different challenges for how you're going to uh, try and do a thing. Like, you've... Uh, g- uh, I think there's one way you had to uh, use the... Describe the key item in st- using the character instead of the character yeah. describing the key item. Which was uh, a weird spin... And that is all sort of shuffled and dealt out randomly. So there's like a bunch of states that could be in and positions thing- things could be in. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun, even though the manual for that game is really badly written. Yes, it's a fairly simple game concept with a manual that makes it sound a lot more fucking complicated than it needs to. Yeah, because um, we were really struggling to get through that manual. And then when we started to play, it was like, oh yeah, I get it, no problem, done. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that like, I feel like um I feel like the more you play it the more you get into a rhythm of how to how to play it. Yes. It's like that one Jackbox game where you're trying to very poorly explain like a a, a film or something yes, and you're having to do very like very limited descriptions. Yeah, it's about the it's about the small woman. Yes. Uh, and descriptions like that. It's got that vibe but uh, yeah, it, you have to get into the rhythm of how do I talk about this thing without completely giving it away to the other side. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It was. It was a f- fun icebreaker for 
uh, a group of six where two of the people hadn't really met two of the other people very very many times. Yeah. And certainly not outside of a club. Uh, yeah, we, I, well, I, I have played a lot of the early access version of Plan B Terraform. Yeah. So we talked about this last week a little bit. I talked about the, the demo that was up for Steam Next Fest. Yeah. And the release day happened and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what is actually in the game. Yeah. Right now. Because demo, very, very limited. Yes. And, you know, it's early access, maybe that's it. Maybe right now yeah. it's just a proof of concept. But I had already seen pictures and video of a bunch of stuff that I I hadn't had access to during the demo. Yeah. So I I was curious about what was actually going to be possible. Mm. And it's it's really interesting from a point of view of, like, what's in there already. So you start your planet, which is made up primarily of hexagons, and you have three three sort of lunar landers that have touched down on this planet, and you have to try and build them up into thriving cities. Yeah. So you're going to be looking around for various resources, so your iron, aluminium, sulphur, mm. and fluorite primarily are going to be your starting ones. You're going to get to a point where you have managed to release enough uh, greenhouse gases into the environment that you hit minus 19 degrees, at which point water starts to evaporate from the ground. Mm-hmm. And although you can't see rain, rain is happening. The oceans start to fill and you have risks of things like, oh, okay, now there is just water throwing st- flowing straight through this city. Oops. <laughs> yup. Uh, apparently they are planning to change the spawning so that the cities won't spawn in- into oceans. <laughs> but basically what happens at the moment is you might end up with like a river running through it. Mm. And that river will basically split the city in half. Okay. People will move further in, in onto land. Yeah. And they, that might end up that the whole city is split or it might end up that the whole city is sort of nuzzled around the edge of an ocean. Mm-hmm. And then everything else would just sort of become abandoned, and mm-hmm. and slowly live under the ocean. But yeah, you're trying to supply the city. Like initially, they'll just be like, "We need concrete for buildings. Can you get us some concrete?" So you get mine the sulfur, and you process it in a factory, and you send the, send the concrete across to them, and they'll be like, "Cool, okay, we're we're all good now for a little while. Thanks for all the concrete. Keep sending it." And eventually they will hit a, a point where the population has boomed and they need more stuff. Yeah. So they might be like, hey, we need oxygen. We'd love some oxygen. Oxygen's great, don't you think? So you build some atmospheric extractors, you suck the oxygen out, and you're like, okay, cool. Good supply of oxygen for the city. And they're like, that was great. Thanks very much. That That's awesome. Hmm. Could we maybe get... Oh, sorry to ask about this. Could we maybe get some reinforced concrete now instead of the regular concrete? Cool. Is regular concrete not good enough for you now? No, we're starting to build bigger structures, so we're going to need some reinforced concrete. So if you could just whack some steel bars in there, that'd be great. So you start building reinforced concrete, sending them that. They get bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually they think, think want things like composite polymer bars, which is like metal and... Uh, sorry, was it, um, it's like some kind of special steel mm. and, um, and polymer, wrapped in polymer that they're mm. going to build all their buildings out of. 
eventually you'll get to a point as well where they're starting to produce waste. It's like, hey, you've pumped all this stuff into the city, some of it's coming back out. Oh no. So, um, you're going to have, initially you're just going to have metal waste. Yeah. They're throwing, they're recycling their cans, they're good. So you take the metal waste away to a recycling plant, and you can split that out into um, aluminium and steel. Yeah. So like, cool, okay, we can use those, start to recycle those back into the whole system. Excellent, no more problems. Then you're starting to get organic waste. So the organic waste can be turned into compost if you add nitrogen to it, which yeah. means you've got to go and find a way to get nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> but more compost, more nitrogen, use the ni- uh, compost and water, wherever you can find water from. Some of it comes out of the uh, nitrogen extractors. As, as, as like a byproduct, you can ship that down there as well. Or you might need to just, once there's enough water on, on the planet, just start building water pumps, pump it out of the ground, yeah. send it over. It's a fascinating little game with just so much going on. Yeah, it um, sounds like a satisfying little loop. Well, I played it for like 10 hours yesterday, solidly. I was like, yeah. first day of my holiday, I'm just going to have an actual day off. Was, was this what you were playing the other... Yeah, you were playing this the other night when like I did Dice Funk and I came down at 2am after Dice Funk and you were like, yeah, I'm still playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I have played quite a lot of this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really enjoying it so far. There is already a huge amount there. I have got to the end of what exists at the moment. But that did take days of playing... Yeah. A lot. Learning from how the planet changes over time. And then I think like on my third or fourth generated planet, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to worry too much about things sinking. I'm just going to keep playing whatever happens. It, and got through to, I think I had ended up with a population of like two and a half million. It, it sounds like there's enough in this early access build that like, You've you've gotten a good amount of it out. You're like not going to be disappointed that you paid for oh, it. Oh yeah, for for less than a tenner that I've paid for yeah. it, I really do feel like I've had a a good amount out of it. I am excited for whatever happens next, but already I think it's a really great game, and I'm happy to keep playing it as it is. Yay! And that's really cool. There are uh, mods for it. There's a like a thriving modding community that have been through there. I've uh, been with it through beta. Nice. And they've added some. Like quite cool things, some cheaty stuff, some <laughs> just quality of life stuff, some just fun things that are nice to do, like renaming the cities, because the cities just come up with new name name a city on Earth. Yeah, it's like New Los Angeles, cool, okay, New Detroit. Yeah, but I want to name my place. I made yeah. it, and yeah, I had, had I had a lot of fun with it. I had there are there is a bunch of cool stuff. And they seem to be very active on the Steam forums. They've got a Trello board with what they're currently working on, what's planned, oh, what's already been fixed. I saw you had a Trello board open earlier today. I was like, what, what, are you, what are you working on that needs a Trello board today? Oh, not me. No, I'm just watching <laughs> what, what's being done and what people have, have thought about. Mainly because I'd played 10 hours of it yesterday and I was like, you know, I, I, I have some things I should probably feed back on. Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, rather than potentially doubling doubling up on lots of things, I'll just check the Trello board and yeah. see see what is already happening and maybe upvote something if it's something I think is good. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it so far and that's a cracking bit of game for, for what's already on there. 
nice. Yeah. I have you played anything else? I have played. I've played a couple of other things. Yeah. I did my weekly thing where I played my new Playdate games. Uh, so this week's Playdate games are Snack, uh, S N A K. You and, are Snack. Uh, Sasquatches. Oh. Uh, so Snack. Uh, with however many A's you want to put in it for difficulty, uh, is kind of like the game Snake that you'd have on a phone, where right. you are a snake, you're trying not to crash into the walls or, or your eat tail. your own tail, yeah. uh, and you've got to eat your little circular things you're trying to eat. Make 90 degree yeah. turns. Except in this one, the circular things you're trying to eat are apples that have mouths and are moving. Ooh. So rather than staying in one spot... They are sort of walk- going in whatever direction they're facing, mm-hmm. doing little bites. Num, num, num. And so you you not only have to sort of preempt the speed they're moving and like eat them where they're going to be, rather than like, oh no, I'm aiming for that spot and they've just moved to the one more to the left yeah. and I missed them. But if, the if you sort of like, let's say one's going from the right to the left and I missed it slightly um, and my body's to its left and it sort of bites along, it might bite onto me, um, at which point I've now got an apple attached to me uh, that, that's sort of causing me harm. And yeah, it's it's snake with just like a very minimal difference, which is the target's move. And what happens if you get too many apples? Do you just die or is there something? Uh, it, it seems like, uh, I, I think it's a case of, they, they sort of latch on in position of where they bit you. And I think if another apple gets you in the same spot, you dead. Right. So I think it's like that is a weakened spot. Okay. Uh, is the vibe I'm getting from it. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's a fun... It's another one of the ones on Playdate that's like, it's a game you know well, but with a fun little tweak we put on mm. it. Uh, doesn't do much that uses the, uh, the the crank or anything, but it is... It's a fun little game. It could be on other things, but it's on this. Mm. Sasquatches is the one that is a bit more of a unique thing that uses some of the, the hardware uh, equipment. It is a top-down, grid-based strategy game about being a a, a trio of, like, essentially YouTube um, cryptid hunter influencers. Right. um, Going out to get photos and video footage and probably selfies with Sasquatches out out in the woods. Sure. Um, so you've got a party of three characters that all have sort of unique uh, skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the big sort of big strong muscle who can do things like um, draw aggro to sort of draw the uh, the Sasquatches towards them, can temporarily daze them for a turn so they don't move, so they stay in position. Uh, but doing so is worth less points when you get a photo. You, you get more points for a photo of an undazed or unstunned Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this character can sort of, uh, if you manage to find another campsite somewhere in the the map, and like the map's all sort of shrouded in darkness until you explore it, uh, he can sort of rebuild it in a single turn rather than multiple turns. You've got the photographer who uh, is able to uh, track Sasquatches and sort of like if you can see one sort of in the, in the darkness in your peripheral, uh, can sort of. Keep an eye on where it is if it like ducks into the the shrouded part of the map, uh, and can take photos. And we'll get is like the main way you point score is by getting her to take photos that have the Sasquatch in focus and hopefully some members of like the 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 crew, uh, the YouTube crew, so that you can be like, ah, oh, it's our TV host for example, it's our host for example, and the Sasquatch together. That's a cool <gasps> photo. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you've got the host who. 
can like turn on their phone light to like spread some light around the surrounding area mm-hmm. can get selfies of his his goofy face doing like a really dumb grin with a sasquatch in the background um i like some of the mecha- some of the mechanics it's got are really well thought through um if you are able to take a photo either with the selfie or the camera um before you've moved in a turn like if it's the first thing you do in a turn the photo comes out clear but if you move and then take a photo, the photo will be blurry because you've like ah uh, you were running to try and get the shot. Yeah. Um, so part of the balancing act is like trying to set yourself up in a position where you can get the shot on the next turn from safety. Ideally, mm. um, there will often be multiple Sasquatches, um, different named Sasquatches with different little personalities you can see in their face, and you've got to get photos of all of them to finish the level different environments to go to and the crank is used for things like uh in a first person view turning left and right with the camera to try and like find find the shot you're trying to take it's a it's a neat silly little game it is a it's a creative use of like the top-down strategy genre and i really dug it it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little game it's got some plot and some 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 really silly little characters that i kind of love yeah. Uh, so that's this week's Playdate games. Have you played anything else this week? No, that was me. <gasps> I think that's all the games. I don't know how long we took there. Some time. Yeah. Well then, time for this. Do you have ADHD? Yeah. Do you find yourself hyper-focusing on things that you're not really supposed to be doing and not actually getting on with the work you do want to do? Yeah. Worry no more. Try the internal task scheduler. No more hyper-focusing through the planned events. You can change tasks at a scheduled time. Hell, there'll even be a five-minute pre-warning that you can set so that you know to save and close your work before you're going to be switched onto something else. Yay! Eternal Task Scheduler! Never lose your whole day again! I hit snooze on it. <laughs> Hi there, I'll have a coffee. Hot. Make sure it's hot. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that's how we tend to serve it. Right, okay. And, uh, yeah, and I want, um, one of those bis- bis- biscotti, biscotti. Yep, yep, we can, we can, we can yeah. do that. Cool. Yep. And, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I want, um, I want whipped cream. Yep, yep, no problem, no problem. Just, just a bag with some whipped cream. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. uh okay. Yeah, can, can do. Uh, that comes to 1283. And here is your, oh my, I, I'm I'm sorry. Is, is I'm 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 sorry. Is anything? Is everything okay? I've noticed that you have your pronouns on your 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 badge. There, they make you do that. No, this no, woke no. company make you do that. No, no, uh, no one, no one forced me to. I I just do. Oh, so so you did this? Okay, I want I want to speak to the manager. Well, I I am the manager on shift t- t- uh, today. Do you have a problem? It's it's disgusting. Strike me down if I am wrong. I yep, they work fast. So, what have you put in your eyes? Not a lot this week. It's no, it's same. a lot of VR in my eyes. A lot of VR. We played a lot of video games. Yeah, and then we went out on the weekend, so we didn't really watch anything. Yeah, watched watched a couple of things though. Uh on Sunday night, I think we watched a, a YouTube. 
mini documentary about 45 minutes long called My Strange Obsession with Gaming Elevators. It was really interesting. Yeah, uh, by Daryl Talks Games on YouTube. Uh, it was a really neat little retrospective that sort of categorized gaming elevators into the functions and forms they tend to serve mechanically or tonally in video games mm -hmm. and talking through interesting examples of how they can be used and why. Yep. And it was just a real nice... It's one of those things where, like, I love when a person, like, clearly is passionate about a thing that you might not have thought about in as much detail as they have. Thank you for info dumping. Yeah. Thank you for, like, going, I'm just going to sit down and and work out how to explain to you my love of this thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just, like, a good little passion video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched that. Um, uh, I also watched a thing today called 15 Years of My Immortal Conspiracies oh my. Uh, by Strange Eons on YouTube. Uh, this is a video about, as the video title suggests, 15 years of conspiracies around uh, the creators and creation of the infamous fanfiction My Immortal. Mm -hmm. uh, the many, many, many times over history that people have claimed to be the creators of it, or uh, various back and forths of, of claims around it. Have we found anyone who seems to be most likely? Do we have, like, a list of candidates? There, there, have, been, uh, there have been many candidates back and forth, and it's, it's unclear exactly what the situation is now. Um, the most recent controversy or conspiracy I didn't know about was... One of the old accounts that seemed to be from the original creator of My Immortal started being active again. Right. Um, and leaving clues that ended up leaving leading to a Tumblr that seemed like a lot of people were like, this is the creator of My Immortal. We, fa we found them, they're back. Um, and a month later, they announced a book. They've got a book publishing deal. Mm -hmm. um, the concept of this book was, I'm the person who wrote My Immortal, and I wrote my immortal to help me find my missing brother who I got separated from at a young age. Claiming that they wanted to make this fanfiction deliberately bad to the point it would become famous so that people would know about it. So that they would have a platform with which to find their missing brother. That doesn't sound like no. it work. So, right. It doesn't sound like a real thing. And then it all starts spiralling because the brother gets found and the brother's like... Yeah, so a bunch of what she said in, like, the pitch for this book is just lies. I have been trying to reach out to her for years and she keeps ignoring me, and now she's pretending she made my immortal to come uh, to find me. She could have found me. I've been reaching out to her and she doesn't want to engage until now she can be like, Ah, ah, uh, here's the story of why I wrote my immortal. Ah, uh, so, like, that was a, a whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like... The, the the dramas around this book, um, yeah, uh, I kind of went into the history of um. Ah, oh, do you have you ever seen that old YouTube video that's like two? They look like two like teenage emos, um, uh, on like a very low quality webcam, um, like I'm Raven, I'm Tara, and they're they're like being, having seen them, I'm like, oh, I've seen this video before. No one um, I know. So, coincidentally, the names of the two characters in these videos were the names of the two people in My Immortal. Right. And people for years were like, "You, those two must be the creators of My Immortal. Um, 
And they were like, no, we created this as a... Par- we were like 19 and 20. We just like made ourselves look young in the video. We did not know those were the names of the characters from My Immortal. People... It was a weird coincidence that people lined up later and assumed we were the writers. We just picked the edgiest emo names we they, could think They of. tried to come up with edgy emo name that someone edgy would come up with and Tara, just regular person name. They thought it was a funny juxtaposition, mm-hmm. much like my models writer clearly yes. did. It's It was an interesting watch. Uh, what about you? You watched anything this week? Uh, not a huge amount. We did watch the uh, first episode of the new season of Picard. We did. Uh, no spoilers. Enjoyed it. That's it. Yeah. Really. I mean, look, it's it's it is a first episode that was a lot of setup and concept, and I'm curious where it's going. Yep. We've got I, some more of the cast of Next Gen. They're back. I've Ooh. not seen enough to really have an opinion other than that. Sure, is the characters. There sure is some of the characters. There sure is some of the characters. I'm I'm sure they'll get up to stuff. I'm not sure what the hell is going to happen this season, but stuff, I would imagine. If I had to hazard a guess. If I had to hazard a guess, probably stuff. Probably stuff. We'll find out. Yeah. In the the coming weeks, and we'll keep you posted. Right now, don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's set up. It looks pretty. Yeah. It's good. I'm curious about some ship design stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I I look forward to the final season of Picard. Because yeah. enjoyed the previous two. Even though I barely remember what happened in either of them. Ah. But maybe that's just the ADHD. 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 <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Ah, uh, no, that's it really for me. Yeah, that's about it. I watched a 45 minute Easy Easy video about the... Um, the weirdness of The Sims 1. Okay. In- including uh, the the gerbil fever. Mm-hmm. Did you know about the gerbil sickness? Uh, it sounds familiar. If you don't clean the gerbil cage and you, you, your sim gets bit, they can get sick with this gerbil disease and, and, and die. Oh no. Um, also the sad clown disease. Where if you get too sad, the sad clown, and you've got a clown picture in your house, the sad clown turns up and basically haunts you. Oh no! And you can either call clown catchers who will get rid of the clown and the painting, or you can sell the painting. Sad clown. Sad clown. And also how that ties into The Sims 3, where the sad clown is dead. Oh no! But also The Sims 3 is set before The Sims 1. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time playing The Sims 1. Yeah. Not properly. You know, just spamming the cheats and building a cool dolls house. fucking around. And I had the, uh, what was it, the Double Deluxe, I think it was. It had, like, Living Large and House Party expansions. Yeah. And that call came, uh, I, I spent a lot of time just building raves. <laughs> this is my little rave house. Cool. Yeah. I also had a, a, a program I picked up from HMV, The Sims <laughs> Job Creator. Huh. Where you could just custom design a job. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, I want to make a new job. Cool. My sim is a YouTuber. <laughs> or, whatever, or whatever. But yeah, it was... Very forward thinking of you to create that as a job back at the end of the day. Well, I uh, mean, this probably would have been uh, like 2005, 2006? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Than that. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't playing it when it first came out. Yeah. Gosh, it was very expensive. But I, I did manage to, like, get a copy for a pound at one point. Ooh. But yeah, I, uh, which I think I still have. 
They have a very scratched up Sims 1 CD that just about works. <laughs> uh, every now and again I get the desire to listen to, uh, I think it's Disco 2, which is the <laughs> one that just goes oogie oogie oo. <laughs> oogie oogie oo. Oogie oogie oo. I go oogie oo. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some proper bops in The Sims. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, have you watched anything else? Nah, that's it for me, I think. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Got new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you want to keep playing video games but have work to do? Uh, yeah, that is a permanent state of being. Do you want to be productive but need dopamine that that you receive from like gaming? That yeah, little, that little yeah. Hit. I need I need the like score go up, point go up, number go up, little flashy lights. Try AR HUD. Tell me more. Our special AR glasses. We'll put an abstract HUD over your view in the real world. Ooh. It'll help you feel like the gaming hasn't stopped. <gasps> oh, there's a little ha- a stamina bar up there. and a- Oh, I got oh, points. Exactly. Can you get a high score <gasps> on your taxes? Oh, 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 look, the number's going up while I, I'm writing. Look That's at that. That's right. Yeah, oh, don't forget I... that those are your allowable expenses right there. Oh, that's like they're a... worth bonuses. Oh, that's worth bonus points. Oh, hell yeah! So that's arhard.lol.net. Enter the code QNPS two four nine, and you'll realise just how close we are to episode two hundred and fifty. But also, you'll get a discount on your AR HUD. Well, that, that that's that's good info that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, we're still trying to buy that big company. Right? Yeah. And they still won't let us buy the big company. Oh, what? Those regulators are dragging their feet going, oh, you're going to be a monopoly. Oh, you're going to own too much of the industry. (laughs) Oh, come on. Right? Like, look, I... I've been trying to explain to the the people in legal, like, you know, how how they should be fixing this, because... It seems so easy, right? It's, yeah, it's like having... gelatinous cube. Well, I, I mean, look, we're not supposed to reveal that we have a gelatinous cube. That's right. showing our hand. Right, but, right. You know, I keep going to them and going, how hard is it to tell them, come on, let us buy them. We really, really want to. And you, it's mean that you keep saying no. Right, it's so mean. Yeah, why, is is that not enough to tell tell them that it's mean? Right, don't they not, not us... understand that uh, companies, big companies, corporations especially, are people? Yeah. And that it hurts our fifis if yeah. uh, we're not allowed to uh, become a monopoly. Yeah. No one prior to this, mer- this uh, attempted acquisition, no one has ever told me no. And I don't like no, that means I don't get what I want, and that's a bad word. Right. It's a mean word. It's I a naughty no. word. People don't say no to me. Yeah, no, it's 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 for me to say. Right. It's yeah, yeah. My, I I want it. You should and and you should have it. I'd yeah. let you have it. But like, look, I I keep telling the folks in legal, but they 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 keep insisting it is not a smart legal strategy to just submit a piece of paper that says, "But I really, really wanna." But you, you really want it, and I really want it. Yeah, we okay, okay. We'll we go back, really we'll, want it. We'll go back down to legal and suggest we really want it. Maybe that right. Will, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the wording. Yeah, maybe maybe it, I was too too self centered. Uh, we'll 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 get legal to tell them we really really want to buy them. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> have you listened to out? 
Really not. No. Nah. I mean, we did listen to like six hours of trance. Yeah. But since neither of us were the ones in control of the music, don't know any of it was. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weeks where it's like, I, I can tell you, tell you a genre I listened to. Yeah. N- nothing specific. No. We, we hung out in a rave cave. Yeah. Listen to some cool music and had some nice chats and Ooh. and ate cake. Yeah, we were down in a little base. Oh, there's still cake in the fridge. There is still cake in the fridge. Oh yeah, yeah. We had cake and listened to music. It was great. Yeah, it was a lovely time. Yeah, had a lovely time with with some lovely people. Yeah, and uh, I can't tell you what any of the music was I listened to. No, Sorry I'm afraid not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you listened to anything else? No. There's a new empty bowl. We listened to that. Oh yeah. We listened to new empty bowl. Um. That really, apart from that, not a lot. It's been very listen light. It's it's been plug myself into the into the matrix and and stare at Res Infinite. Well, can we talk about how good the Tetris Effect um, oh, the, soundtrack is? The Tetris Effect soundtrack has always been phenomenal, and it continues to be so. It's goddamn so good. Yeah, it really is. Oh. I the uh, Plan B Terraform soundtrack. The fact that I listened to it on for 11 hours, or 10, 10, 11 hours, and still don't mind it? Yep. I think that's a pretty good bit of bit of, bit of, bit of music, dude. Thumper's sound- soundtrack is real good. There is not necessarily, like, songs in it, but the way it uses music and gameplay in conjunction with each other, and the, the gameplay builds up a rhythm of a soundtrack, is real neat. Yeah, it was a, a worthy uh, successor to Audio Surf. In many ways, yeah, uh, yeah. Sadly, not a big listen this week, no. but we we played many games, so hopefully that will make I up. I played for so it. many games, <laughs> my my eyes, my brain, so many games. Well then, <gasps> time for this. This is a public information broadcast brought to you on behalf of public information. Information for the public. Have you been spending this past week, or some recent time, playing virtual reality games? Are you struggling to cope now that you are back in the real world? Are you struggling to check whether you're definitely not in virtual reality still? Well, there's no such thing as a little spinning top to tell if you're outside of the VR. But try these following tips. Can you put things down on the table? And let go of them and they don't fall because there's no table there. Can you turn in a circle a few times without getting tangled in cable? That one's not a guarantee. You might be wearing a virtual reality headset with no wires. Do you feel like you've got a somewhat large pair of glasses on? If any of these seems to apply, you may be in virtual reality. In which case, try just Pulling the top of your head off and seeing what happens. Oh no, not the top of your head. The the glasses on your Oh no. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. You've heard of the high quality metal posters available from that brand. You know that brand. They do the the mounting thing so that you can put them on your wall and your metal poster will look amazing. And they've got a little signed certificate of authenticity on the back. A metal poster. Think about it. You can get all sorts of movie posters and video game posters. You can get all of those things on a metal poster. Well, forget about that. We've got something better. How about a high quality print? 
of a movie poster on the side of a 40 foot cargo container. How does it work? <laughs> we take a 40 foot cargo container and we put a very high quality image on the side of it. <laughs> Sounds convenient. That's right, you two can have a 40 foot cargo container on your living room wall with dis freight. <laughs> Oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's... Uh, trying to take a bit of time off, but still managing to uh, get quite a lot of work done. You, 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 uh, you been up to much? Oh, you know, I, I, I get it. I'm the same. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, I've been... Uh, Hanging out with some friends recently. Oh, nice, yeah, it's nice. been nice uh, having a catch up. Uh, but had a, uh, you know, had, had a little thing about a thing that, you know, comes up every now and then, which yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, had a conversation with one of them about the normalisation of alcohol and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, sort of particularly how uh, society has decided, like, alcohol is a very acceptable thing to sort of uh, peer pressure other people around chemically. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those things. Societally, yeah, it does well, seem yeah. to be the thing. You know, you, you, uh, I, I myself, you know, uh, had a, a big problem with alcohol in my 20s. And, yeah, yeah, and you know, the, the way I, I got through that was just, you know, taking um, about, about 10 years out to just say, no, I'm not drinking anymore yeah, at all. You know, exact, went completely yeah. cold and... The amount of times people seem to get unreasonably angry about, you know, oh, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. They demand to know every little aspect of it. Yeah, honestly, very same situation, a very similar situation here. I had to, you know, just for a while just go, nope. And, you know, I'm, I've got a good relationship with it now. It's fine. But yeah. like, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, chemicals and substances and whatnot in life that like, you know, if, if if someone offered you a cigarette and you said, oh, I don't smoke, they'd, they'd go, okay, no worries. They would yeah, take, generally take speaking, you your word people on that, generally. Will accept that. Yeah, and like, generally speaking, I think, uh, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of drugs people will, you know, would take it face value. Oh, you know, yeah. that's fine. Despite what I was told in school, you know, I, I did yeah. think a lot more people would be pushing drugs on me, but I'll be honest, yeah. it never actually happened. I mean, I, honestly, I think most people, if you say no to the drugs they're offering you, they'll go, goody, more drugs for me. <laughs> Good. But, uh, These are very expensive. <laughs> yeah, but like, Alcohol is one of those ones that, like, you know, it is everywhere and it yeah. turns up a lot. It, it's very hard to, you know, to avoid being around alcohol. And yeah. it's one of those things that, like, that that sort of culture of, yeah, just one won't hurt. Yeah. Or, or, you know, demanding, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Is, I, 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 is weirdly normalised. I'm sure this is probably uh, more of a UK problem specifically. Because Brits do seem to have a very weird uh, relationship with alcohol compared to... Uh, some of our, our European cousins, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally know what you mean. The number of times like people got very angry, you know, especially like early days when I didn't want to talk about the fact that I have a problem with alcohol. Yeah, it was just like I'm not drinking because I don't want to, and people very often would not accept because I don't want to. Yeah, they take it a little personally. Yeah, well, why aren't you drinking? Well, go on, just have just have one, just have one. They'll they'll go between the anger and the, and the, and the bargaining. Almost like they're going through the, the stages of grief for, for the fact that you won't have a drink because you are an independent person who doesn't want one. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I, it, 
again, I rate I recognise that part of it is British specific, and I know that a lot of un- other countries have uh, you know different attitudes towards uh, alcohol. Uh, you know, earlier on, and that changes the yeah. culture around it. But yeah, Brit- Brits are like particularly bad at not accepting just a, a, a casual no thanks i i i don't or don't want i don't want to in this case or generally i don't drink yeah or even like, just no thanks yeah so you you, uh, you you can see that we've we've both been in this situation and as such even in this hypothetical we are already trying to justify it to yeah. people we're not even going just no, no thanks and not nothing further because yeah. you know we've you, been there we yeah. know you, yeah. you know that unless you give a bit of a this is a firm no like you're not going to get anywhere, and even then they're probably going to ask questions. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not here trying to demonise alcohol entirely as a thing, or you know anyone that, that, that drinks. But I'm also saying, hey, if someone refuses, says no to a drink, or tells you they don't want to have a drink, or that they aren't drinking, or don't drink, yeah, it, like we really need to fight back and normalise that being okay. And like, no follow up questions, just it's okay. Yeah. They just not need to explain why you don't want to have a drink. Yeah. Would you like a cup of tea instead? Yeah, exactly. You know, or offer an alternative. Yeah. Would you like a biscuit? Yeah. You know, something, something else. You know, you know, yeah, you know, sugary if, drink out of the fridge. If or the thing something. is that you need to, you know, feed people or, or or you know cater for them in some way, and that that's how you feel best hosting or or whatever, then you know, offer them an alter- alternative without question. You don't have to be like, why, why, why is it? You don't have to grill them and. You know, have them explain every part of their their life choices for you, just just to accept that they don't want to drink. Yeah, maybe maybe you have some nice fancy fizzies in that you could make like a little mocktail out of. Yeah, well, you, you know. know, people don't drink fizzy drinks. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I and I've never again never seen people go, oh, well, why don't you? Why don't yeah. you? You know, people just go, yeah, there's no worries. Oh, who don't drink fizzy drinks? Oh, okay, well, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I've met people who don't drink hot drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Fancy a wink? Yeah. Ah, good ugly, good ugly. Good ugly. Right, I think we're going to uh, have an early night. Ah, oh, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Nice, nice. So. <gasps> There's a book available for people to buy at unbound.com slash book slash whale. Yeah, it's out now. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's 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 a book. We made it. It's out now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a book. We made the book. People seem to like it. People do seem to like the book. Yeah. Pe- people people have described it as readable. Very readable. <laughs> Very readable. Number of people who are like, yeah, because of ADHD, I can't read book much. Got through this in one or two sessions. That has honestly been the nicest compliment I've read about the book. Is hey, I have ADHD and I can't. I, I, I brain won't let me read. But your book, real readable. Real readable. I'm like hell yeah, we made a readable book. Yeah, I think that's a good sign. You know, there's a very few authors that I would say that have caused me to be like, I'm doing this. I'm downing this in one. <laughs> so yeah, feel, feel feeling pretty positive about that. You could join those people. <gasps> You could. You could join those people at unbound.com slash book slash whale. Also available at all good bookshops and some of the bad ones. Yeah. I don't know if it's available on Amazon US at the moment. Apparently there were some issues where it yeah. wasn't. But apparently but... Barnes & Noble had it in the US. 
but also unbound.com slash book slash whale. You can yeah. get it from there. It was arriving pretty quick to people in the US. I, yes. I saw some people in the US getting it very shortly after it shipped to them. Yes. Very sorry to anyone who is still waiting on extra backer bits. Yeah. Uh, we, we have been pestering Unbound to, to yeah. get those sorted. We're, we're sorting and, and managing the chaos. There was a brief period uh, at the weekend where like some people got three times as many books as they were meant to and that... We we had some things to sort. We did have some there. things to sort. But yeah, we we're, we're in there, and, and and you can go and enjoy that book, and then you can join the, the hundreds of other people who give it a a, a, a five star review. Indeed, go if, do if go, you so desire. Yeah, enjoy the book, and then tell people I enjoyed the book. Yeah, that's 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 a good thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Oh. What about you? Where 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 else can we find I mean, you? You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere on the internet: uh, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. Anywhere that you can find a Laura K. Buzz, I'll be there. Um, I've done a bunch of coverage on YouTube with the PSVR in various regards. Go check that out on youtube.com slash Laura K. Buzz. What about you? Where are you on the internet? I've got Linktree, because I couldn't get unified branding. It's linktr.ee slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find uh, t-shirts, music, all sorts of things, board game reviews, Gosh knows what else. Uh, most importantly, you can support me at uh, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. You can join the 28 lovely people who ever already support me. Maybe push me up to that that shining, glimmering hope of 30. I would really like that. A little, a little as a dollar makes all the difference. And that's uh, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Laura, <gasps> uh, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>